Hello and welcome back to the ninth in our Growing Disciples series of daily devotionals in the Psalms. Today we will be meditating on Psalm 22, which has a very significant place in Christian scripture, and in particular the Easter narrative. I, I won't be publishing a devotional tomorrow, which is Good Friday. Instead, I want to encourage you to join me at church. Uh, join with others in reflecting on the death of Jesus Christ for us. If you don't want to break your good devotional habit, and I encourage you not to, then use tomorrow to read through the Passion narrative in one of the Gospels instead of listening to one of these devotionals. Well, throughout uh, this series, we've been approaching the Book of Psalms from a decidedly Christian perspective. And yet, in the first place, the Psalms are Israel's prayer book, not ours. They've been collected, edited and curated over centuries, included in Israel's scriptures and prayed by their people from the days of the monarchy up until the present. Now at their center, there is one figure in Israel's history who, who dominates the Psalms, David. He is he's either the author or the subject of more than half of them. His songs, his spirituality, his struggles are, are prayed out to God and recorded for our benefit. But listening closely to the Psalms, we realize that so many of them are forward-looking. They so quickly overflow the human limits of King David. They create an expectation of a greater one, one to come, God's anointed who is truly and always his son, whose experience of suffering, vindication and glory can only be hinted at and foreshadowed by David. And so when the Lord Jesus came, it's clear that he not only understood his role as Messiah in terms of the Psalms, but that he also inhabited the Psalms. He, he lived them in a way whereby he was the hand for which the custom-made glove was always waiting. After his resurrection, it was Jesus himself who taught his disciples to read the Psalms as Christian scripture, scripture that was all about him. On the night of his resurrection, Luke records, Jesus said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. So here, Jesus is declaring that among all the other Old Testament scriptures, the Psalms contain material that is written about him. He opens their minds to understand the scriptures in this way, from this perspective, a uniquely Christian perspective. Now, sometimes we hear the Old Testament reduced to a kind of proofed text, which argues that Jesus must be the Messiah because unusual things that he did or said were foretold. In other words, because Jesus did X and the Old Testament said something about X centuries before, therefore Jesus must be the Messiah. There's a certain truth to that, but I want to encourage us to see that the Old Testament has so much more to say about Jesus Christ than just this simple like-for-like -like correspondence. Now, the word fulfilled is our clue. When Jesus came among us as Messiah, he came to fill up and fill out, to complete and to show the reality to which the Old Testament could only hint at. 
it turns out that Jesus is the only one who truly knows the depths of all that Psalm 22 foreshadowed. As the sun falls low in the sky behind Jesus hanging on the cross, casting a shadow on the blood-stained ground before him, the shadow forms a shape a lot like Psalm 22. And so Mark's Gospel describes that moment of Jesus' death in this way. At three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This, of course, is the opening line of Psalm 22. And at that moment, I have no doubt Jesus was referring to the entire psalm. Like no other, this was his experience, foreshadowed by David centuries before, but only truly inhabited by Jesus on that day. For the director of music to the tune of the Doe of the Morning, a psalm of David. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you, our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you, they cried out and were saved. In you, they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb, you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me. Strong bulls of Bashan encircle me. Roaring lions that tear their prey open their mouths wide against me. I'm poured out like water. And all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It has melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a pot's herd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, 
my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lion, save me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honour him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him, those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, He has done it. Jesus' final words from the cross were, It is finished. <laughs>